What is up, everyone? <laughs> what? what is with the nerd voice? <laughs> what is up, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you sound like. Alright, so we're just gonna jump right into this because we're obviously really bad at doing intros. We've been trying to do the same intro for like the past five minutes, but we keep laughing. Um, so what is up everyone? My name's Ramal and I'm joined by Tyler. What's up? Um, he's gonna be my co-host and he is really shy guy, so you gotta be nice to him because he's like he's he's the most innocent person you'll ever meet. Like dead ass the most innocent person. Isn't that right? Yeah, I, I I'm so innocent. You should see me on the Discord server. I'm one of the most I would say filtered people on there definitely but welcome to tech for tat a podcast about technology before we start with the actual content i think it's important to say that um you gotta follow us everywhere otherwise it's illegal like you're basically breaking the law at that point so um you gotta follow us on twitter at tech for tat subscribe to the youtube channel for the video version of this podcast also tech for tat and all the links will be in the show notes so if you forget anything i say just check in the show notes for all the info you need but yeah, um, you can check me out at Ramal Media on TikTok and Ramal Media on YouTube. Again, all of that's going to be in the show notes. What about you, Tyler? Um, you can check me out on TikTok at the Tyler Tannic, um, and also on Instagram at K9Training2T. This is like, well, how many times have we been trying to record like the first episode of this podcast? Like it's been like throughout this month. Like how many times? I would say comfortably this is like the 11th, maybe 12th. Before we, when we were doing those takes of the podcast, this was before Apple's World by Developer. Developer. <laughs> that was <laughs> Developer. That was before Apple. <laughs> See, Tyler, be quiet. I'm not I'm not cutting this out of the podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, before we were doing this, um, before when we were doing the takes, this was before Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. But now, um, since the conference has actually taken place and since we've, hint, hint, bought a few things, uh, I think we can start talking about that stuff instead of talking about the planned, like, we, we had, like, a massive plan for everything we wanted to talk about. But I think I think you can agree with me that we don't want to record the exact same episode for, like, the seventh time in a row. Yeah, I agree. And another thing is, I feel like, you know, being uncut for, for or not so much uncut, but... Being more raw for our first episode is going to help um, the viewers, or I mean listeners. So it's going it's going to help them get a view of our personality and maybe see the struggles that we've um, come through. I would say we've overcome. You, you, like you think it's just a conversation between two people, but it's like it's a conversation, but with like so much pressure. Like you have to carry so many things to like actually make this go right. Because I've got like what we've got two. Like I've got Logic Pro running, you've got GarageBand running, and we're doing this all through Zoom because Discord is a piece of crap. PSA, Discord, don't use it for podcasts because it completely screws up your audio. I think our first uh, problem that we ran into was via Discord, wasn't it? I think it was. Like, Discord just screwed, like, it, it just corrupted the files and everything. Uh, I, I don't even want to go through it because firstly, I don't remember, and secondly, it's going to, like, it's going to, like, bring on some major PTSD. Yeah, I agree. So I think... Yeah, like for this first episode, like you said, it's going to be more raw, but there there was meant to be a structure. So like the first half would be like covering tech news and just covering general tech things that happened throughout the time of the episode. And the second half would be questions. And we had questions, but we the thing is we answered the same questions like five or six times during our takes. And we're not going to do any questions today, but we might um, kind of carry over those questions into next episode. So basically it's that structure where the first half is tech news, the second half is answering viewers slash listener questions. 
But yeah, I think for this time, we will just go straight into talking about Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference and some of our experience with the software and the hardware. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, one more thing, I feel like our second episode is also going to be more structured, um, like we were actually planning on it to be, because you know, by our second episode, we'll have hopefully most of everything figured out. Or we will. We will. We will definitely. Like, we have to actually get this up on the airwaves first. Like, that's a, that's a struggle in itself. Yeah. But, yeah, let's let's start talking about DubDub. I think one of the most notable things about DubDub this year was um, the way they did the iPad um, after releasing the M1 chip in the iPad. Uh, yeah, like, because I know, like, the M1 chip, like, we had so many expectations of Apple when they put the M1 chip into the iPad. Like, do you remember, I think it was the, was it the April event, I think, where Apple basically had this little, like, this little skit of Tim Cook taking the M1 chip from the Mac and just basically placing it directly into the iPad. Like, I think everyone at that point was like, oh, wow, Apple's going to make the iPad into basically touchscreen Mac. And I think we all knew in the back of our heads that that was never actually going to happen because that would basically kill Mac sales. But to like to see how much Apple basically just neutered the iPad at DubDub, it's just kind of insane. Yeah, and I thought the least that Apple was going to do with the iPad was maybe launch like a iPad version of um, their editing apps, uh, like uh, Final Cut. And like the thing about putting those pro apps on iPad is like these pro apps already exist on the M1 chip. Like we're recording right now on M1 machines. We'll talk about that a bit later. But like these apps, like Apple has proven in the past that these like kind of platforms are interchangeable. Like, do you remember the dev kit, like the Mac mini dev kit that Apple had, like when they announced the the Apple Silicon transition, they were giving developers these Mac minis that were literally running iPad chips. They were running, I think the A12X chips or A12Z chips or something. Like Apple has shown that they can do this. Like they're willing to do this, like when the time arises. But I guess the time isn't now because the, the iPad, like the cheapest iPad you can buy, can do the exact same things as the most expensive iPad, which I think says a lot about how much Apple kind of thinks of the iPad Pro as an accessory or a tool that you buy as well as a Mac instead of just a Mac replacement. I think one of their biggest worries is, you know, if they start doing that, then what's going to be their incentive for people to buy I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that want a laptop no matter what. But what are people's incentive to get an iPad and a Mac at um, both? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. Like, Apple has to Apple has to not kill their entire MacBook lineup. But I feel like like people, some people are asking for Mac OS to be on the iPad. Like, personally, I don't feel like that's going to be a good choice because the iPad is touch first, right? Like, I think we can both agree that iPad OS is fine it, it's limiting but it's fine i think what we wanted was apple to kind of make ipad os more productive as opposed to just port mac os and put it onto the ipad i like i i think you get what i'm saying here yeah i agree i think there should be more um especially for creators more apps available that aren't right now and i think the best thing that people can do right now is just push apple um they're not the best for listening to um, their users, I guess, needs. Or... Um, they've kind of gotten better at it. They've, though, they've gotten right? better Especially at it. Especially with cursor support. You're, you're right. They've gotten better at it. But at the same time, you know, they're still not great. But I feel like if we push hard enough, then eventually Apple is going to, you know, give up and be like, or give in and be like, you know, you guys want this bad enough. 
I think we're going to, it's time to provide it for you so you continue to buy our products and continue to stay in the Apple ecosystem rather than migrating to something like PC or um, Android. Exactly. Like Apple, like you can run iOS apps on Mac. I feel like you could be, you should be able to run some Mac apps on the iPad, at least like even at least the M1 iPad Pro, like just start it from there and like kind of make it go up from yeah, there. Yeah, and that would be, at least. you know, an incentive also. Especially like, um, Definitely. I feel like for coders, maybe, or maybe not coders so much, but, um, you know, new creators, they would have an incentive to get a iPad maybe for if they want to travel, but also make content at the same time um, and then have a Mac at home or I guess that, I guess exactly. um, Mac's whole um, incentive is, or not incentive, but their whole thing is like portability, but still, you know, you have something that you can take out. Um, even even carrying your hand, like I feel like it's less practical to carry a Mac rather than an iPad. I feel like everyone felt done dirty by the like the lack of updates for the iPad. I mean, for the in terms of the iPhone, like I'm I'm pretty satisfied with the iPhone updates we got. Like iOS 15 seems to be more of like a like a stability and light feature improvement as opposed to a design overhaul, which I think some of us were expecting, but I don't think anyone was like really seriously expecting like a kind of iOS six to seven transition with like iOS 14 to 15. Like I'm pretty happy with iOS 15, especially like that new feature where you can basically like, I think Google has this in their like Google lens, I think where you can extract text from photos and images. Like it's now built into the photos app and also the camera app, which is, it, it, it's really handy. Like there's no other way to, to put it. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think, and, and speaking of being happy about something, um, I couldn't say I'm happy, but I'm more excited for what third parties are going to do with the new M1 chip being on the iPad. Um, I'm excited to see, um, especially what creation um, maybe some video editing apps that are a little bit more intensive, some photo apps that are a little bit more heavy. Oh, definitely. Like, especially with the ludicrous amounts of RAM you can get on these new iPad Pros now, like what, 8 or 16 gigs? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, 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 like, what the heck? Like, 16 gigs on an iPad? Wow. I, I, yeah, like I said, I can't wait until um, they start pushing out their apps. And um, I think right now there's a few apps that might can utilize it, but they're going to be kind of iffy because, you know, other um, companies like Adobe are going to want to kind of perfect their app before they release it. Definitely. Uh, I think iPad OS was kind of a disappointment, but I think th there is another slight disappointment that came out of WWDC, but that was more our fault, like the fault of Apple enthusiasts more than Apple themselves, because no, well, not just our fault, also the leakers, they hyped up so much that there were going to be new MacBook Pros released at DubDub, but that did not come to fruition at all. And I was reading the um, Mac rumors uh, right before WW or DubDub, um, mm. and I was excited. I was ready to, I was 100% ready to buy a new Mac. I had even started deleting some of the apps, um, transferring files. And I, I was ready to reset my Mac as soon as they announced the new, um, the new ones and pre-order and, you know, just get early, um, earlier than other people. Yeah. And they didn't release it. And that was like one of the most disappointing things ever. That disappointment was brought upon by us, like at the end of the day, because Apple doesn't need to release anything because like DubDub is a developer conference. Like that's, it, it's, it's, a, it's about software, but at the same time, like the leaks just hyped it up so much, like 
I don't think anything else has been hyped up to this to like this extent and then like fallen through like this hard. Like I can't remember the last time that's happened in the leak industry. <laughs> leak industry. Leak industry is that a thing? I don't know. But I, like I can't remember the last time this happened with leaks. You know, um, you're saying leak industry and I can't help but think of anything but this. Yeah, Tyler's he he he's the most mature person you'll ever come across. But yeah, I, I think I don't know. People were just like people were selling their Macs like to like in, in preparation for new ones, but that didn't happen. And like I think what people were really waiting for was like the M1X, like the because we've had the M1 in like basically everything now except for like higher end Macs because like the M1 MacBook Air Pro, iMac 24 inch, the Mac Mini, the iPad, like those are devices that I wouldn't say like they. They can be used for professional tasks, but like it's it's not it's not something that you would replace. I don't know, like an i nine with. I don't think the M one X is going to be either. Just just quite yet. I just don't think Apple's going to be able to go all out and have something that can uh, compete with um, higher end CPUs in uh, proper cooling. Like like. But at the same time, the M one is insane, and we both have experience of that. It, it's pretty insane. I think. Actually, I'm going to be quiet for just a second. As you can tell, there's no fan noise. That like you would be able to hear the fan noise right now if I had my i9 Mac on the desk. Um, previously, I had to have it under the desk. Following Dub Dub, like I was like, I think through on my Discord server, which by the way, you guys can join. The link's going to be in the show notes. Like on the Discord server, like I was just proper pissed. <laughs> like I was legitimately pissed. Yeah, I, I could tell. Um, <laughs> we actually uh, hosted like a uh, live um, chat over DubDub on the server. And yeah. people, I think if you could go back and read it, I guess you could in the audit logs, but that would take a lot of effort. But if you were able to go back and look at uh, people's reactions, they were like, wait, it's over. And I thought that was one of the funniest things, um, seeing people be so disappointed. Like no one but more I, thing, like nothing. It just ended. I, actually, that's what I thought Apple was going to do. I thought there was going to be like um, a one more thing at the very end. I mean, I'm glad I didn't wake up early to watch that because I didn't wait. Because in my time, like it's like 3 a.m. I'm not going to wake up at 3 a.m. Like, actually, no, I, that's a lie. I was willing to, but I had an appointment that day, like a medical appointment for my eyes, and I didn't want to, like, screw up any measurements. But I, I'm, I'm low-key glad I didn't wake up to witness that horror. Like, I would have been so mad. <laughs> and even being awake at a reasonable time to watch it was very frustrating, to say the least. But we, we did do something. Like, we, I think our quench for Apple Silicon was... I, I think we, we did get somewhere with it because I... Basically, I I was like, I was on the tipping point of fury. Like, and this is like the biggest first, like this is the first world problem of first world problems, right? Like, oh, Apple didn't release it back. I'm so mad. Like, that's like, that that screams first world problems. But like, I had, an, I had a 2018 MacBook Pro, so did Tyler. And we, I guess out of spite, we both just bought M1 MacBook Airs. Like, th- this is like the cheapest laptop Apple sells, right? And we, I think it's safe to say that we're both extremely satisfied with our replacement units. Like, because we were replacing massive, hot, heavy, like loud machines with the machine. Like the M1 MacBook Air is basically just an iPad with a keyboard and trackpad attached. Like that's what it is in terms of hardware, but it flies, like absolutely flies. Um, And speaking of hot, um, I had the Spectral i9 Mac, um, like I just whatever options there were, I chose. Yeah, the Tyler has a habit um, of doing that. 
<laughs> just specking out everything. <laughs> regardless, regardless of that, the um, I couldn't watch Netflix on my lap, and I uh, noticed last night that I could with the other Mac. Um, yep. It it would get so hot that we would have we had this um thing that we would put the computer on, and I guess it was better because it was a hard surface, but still. I like to be able to like lay in bed and not have to worry about the computer over here. Exactly, like it's funny because Apple's previous MacBook Pro, like not like I think that they still sell Intel MacBook Pros, but like the previous ones that we had, like they were called laptops, but we could never use them on our laps because they would like singe our hair, like our like leg hairs off. Like it, it they were hot, like increasingly hot, and like I think that's one of the things that I immediately noticed with the M1 MacBook Air as well. Like the like the thing is this, this thing's fanless, right? Like it's not making single noise, and yet the thermal efficiency is through the roof. Exactly, it's way better than the i9 could ever be in terms of thermals. In terms of like multi-core, probably not, but especially for single-core tasks or single-threaded tasks, the M1 chip flies. Like the, that's what general productivity tasks require, right? Like because it's usually bursty workloads, and the M1 chip is really good at that. Like. Have you noticed how like fluid the experience is compared to Intel Macs on these new M1 Macs? Yeah, um, I think another thing that I noticed was like startup time was better. Yes, and loading times in general. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's it's crazy how this like these machines cost for me. Mine cost less than half of what I paid for my Intel MacBook Pro. For you, must have cost like a third or a quarter of what you paid for yours. Um. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I didn't. <laughs> I guess need the i9 with everything specced out but i mean yeah i think tyler's like the epitome like he epitomizes the the true apple sheep and like i I guess so do i as well from a certain standpoint because we both bought these out of spite we bought these because apple didn't release any new hardware i also bought the imac out of spite like i don't know it wasn't oh no yeah you bought a 24 inch imac as well right like the green one it's so pretty though but like you yes does it get as much use as your MacBook Air or is it just like kind of a showpiece at this point? In <laughs> you know, time? I'm going to be honest. It's more of a showpiece. Um, it's it's in not not the living room, but like more like a, I don't know what kind of room it is. Anyway, it's like um, it's like, like a family room, I guess. Anyway, yeah. Um, it's kind of just sitting there. I think I've used it like once to browse Amazon. But uh, what Shaza Shaza uses it. Shaza uses it. She loves it. Shaza's my um girlfriend, by the way. I'm gonna be honest. Like she sits there and she does like the accounting and stuff on it. I don't. I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to like get rid of it. Not not that I want to, but she loves it that much. Like she likes sitting at a desk with a actual desktop rather than a laptop for some reason. I mean, that's cool though, cause like the like what how you explained it, the iMac is sitting in what is basically a family room and it's been used for general productivity. I think that's exactly what Apple thought of, like in terms of the customer base and like what customers would do with the iMac 24 inch. Like I think you're, you, like you have the perfect use case for it. Not you personally, but like Shaza has the perfect use case for it. I like it. It's I, just, I, 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 um, I like the sorry, yeah, MacBook Air way better, at least right now. For my specific needs. Yeah, because the portability. Yeah. It is so portable, insanely portable. I need something that I can take to work and I need something that I can take on vacation because I'm addicted and can't get off of social media. I mean, yeah, it's like the same thing for me as well because I this laptop, even though it's kind of my productivity and like content creation laptop, I also take it to work as well. It's just convenient, like especially compared to a larger like 15 or 16 inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, I agree. This is like the lowest... 
I mean, ours specifically unlocks. We got like the upgraded models with 512 gigs of storage and the extra GPU core. But like in terms of Apple's positioning of this laptop in their lineup, this is the cheapest like MacBook you can buy. And it's replacing what Core i9 MacBooks. Core i like mine was a six Core i7. Like that, that's like that's no small feat. Like that's no small feat at all. It's extremely impressive. Um, and it is. I have one question. Do you think that the M1X or the M2 are going to replace maybe a i9 with actual proper um, cooling or maybe a Threadripper in the future? I think so. Like the thing with Apple Silicon is like the architecture of this ARM processor, like the, the architecture is, oh, I just hit my mic really hard, whoops. <laughs> but the architecture of this um, processor is it's it's like Legos, right? You can basically add stuff to like to your heart's content. The M1 chip is kind of like the base. Like it's like the it's like it's like a one by one Lego brick, for example, right? And in, for example, an M1X processor, like this isn't confirmed by any means, but you can basically put two M1s together to create like a more powerful chip. And then for like, for example, a Mac Pro with a CPU that with a chip that could I don't know, like go head to head with the third ripper could have like four, six, eight M1s like attached together. But I, I, like this isn't literally like two M1s in the same machine, but like the kind of processing, like the, the actual die of the chip itself, where it's actually being manufactured, you can basically just increase the size and therefore increase the cores, increase everything. Like it's, it's so scalable, which is I think another reason why Apple wanted to go with this type of silicon like with arm processes in the first place because the scalability is just through the roof yeah i can't wait to see what apple does in the future and i think that the same can be said for you uh like the thing is this is like i've said this so many times but this is the cheapest laptop with the m1 chip like if this is this good imagine how good like the m1x is gonna be like this machine outpaces everything i need like my old macbook pro uh, it had trouble keeping up with what i needed to do but this one outpaces me and that's the best problem to have in terms of a computer because if the computer's too fast for you that means you have time to go into it like it's just such a good computer yeah i can't wait to um <laughs> spec out my m1x mac Tyler has like money, money. Like he's like the rich uncle that you wish you had. I'm doing okay. Let's just say that. <laughs> Tyler's doing so okay that he wanted to build a petabyte server to host my future website on. That's how okay he is. But that's a story for another day. Have we covered everything we wanted to cover? I think we kind of have. Seems like a pretty successful podcast. And having my MacBook up here, I can see that the audio is good. So. <laughs> but yeah, like this has been a shorter first episode, but I think this length is good to kind of wrap things up. And yeah, my name's Ramal and I'm joined by the amazing Tyler. Anticlimactic as hell. But yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow all of us on our social media handles, join the Discord server. That's a lot of things to do, but basically make a checklist and you'll be fine. Um, this has been Tech for Tat and we'll catch you in the next one. See ya.